The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Paula V here. Oh, we have a great show for you today. You are absolutely going to love this. My fantastic guest today is actually here with me in Tacoma, Washington at Crystal Voyage where she comes about once a year and I am just so thrilled to be interviewing her. I had the honor of meeting her at her previous visit and even having a fantastic session with her. Today I am sharing with you Sylvia Calasea. Chukwimia. She is a shaman visiting from Peru, and we will be talking about cultural and healing traditions of the Peruvian Ayamara. I am so honored to have you here with us today, Sylvia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is just such a blessing for us. I would uh, please share with us a bit of your history and, you know, what what it's like being an amazing shaman and, and bringing that to the U.S. and, and sharing yourself with us and, and doing the wonderful readings and ceremonies, ceremonies with others. Yes, uh, I come from Peru. My name is Silvia Calisaya Chukimia. Uh, but as you know, Peru is a big country. And I know when you hear about Peru, you hear it about the Incas. Yeah. Inca Empire. Inca Empire was very big in South America. And I know Incas had their own language, and that was Quechua. Actually, in South America, we speak the Inca language. Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, Bolivia, Argentina, we speak this Quechua language. But from where I come is the High Andes, the Lake Titicaca. I grew up there. I born there. But people there in the Lake Titicaca are preserving many things since pre-Incas as the language. The language we speak there is a pre-Inca language, and this is the Aymara. Aymara language is totally different than Quechua. So around the lake, the people are preserving many things as the language, 
and I say they have until now a, such a nice life philosophy especially the spirituality probably the spirituality was helping these people to still surviving until now so Aymara people are really very religious people and I can just say that's the place of the healers where the people are still with the very very ancient medicine that's why I am here I've been in many places of course but I've been teaching this kind of healing in all over the world the medicine healing my mother was a healer my grandmother was a healer they were also midwives and I learned from them many things and I I born in about 14,000 feet. Lake Titicaca is 12,500 feet, but my home place was higher than this, where my mother is still living, and I learned from them all these healing things, all this medicine, and everything that nowadays I come traveling and sharing in all over the world. Ah, oh, that's amazing. I love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. And and you share with with others, you know, the tradition and, and what you've learned and the healing. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. And I'm so honored to have been able to spend time with you as well. What was it like, Sylvia? Growing up in a highland village, what was that like? It's the Highlands. It's, you know, 14,000 feet. People there, we are still living. But especially connected more with the nature, with the Mother Earth. And uh, the people there, being living there, I said they are more connected with the Mother Earth, with the Pachamama. And Aymara people really are the most connected with the Mother Earth. Of course, you know we are Catholics, but you can understand why we are Catholics, because we were forced. And then we said we are Catholics because it's face outside. Inside, the Aymaras are still preserving their beliefs. We were called as pantheists. And you know what is the pantheist? To believe in many gods. And I think we are. Because we believe in the Pachamama, the Mother Earth. For our ancient God came through the Mother Earth. We believe in Christ because we are Catholics, in saints, in virgins. But also we believe in the mother water, the mamakota. We believe in the mountains, the Sarah's guardians. We are protected with our guardians there. So it's our God. And we believe in the Father Son. We believe in the Mother Moon. That's the pantheism. So when we live there, 
seems as we are more connected with the wisdoms of the ancients, the ancestors from the top there. Yes. Of course the life there is hard, you know, but when you are there, I said, it's more connection with the natural energy. Yes. With the more pure energy. And I said sometimes, I live close the gut, close the haven, because it's high, of course, but we have more chance to talk mm-hmm. with our Creator. Yes. That's why probably many people said that high is the highest natural altar. Of course, it's the heart of the world because I know places as that high, no life in the world. Yes. Places as these are covered with the snow. And there we don't know snow, but we live. Mm-hmm. So it's the high Andes. People in Peru, in my home place, we are living till 15,000 feet. Oh, but nice. we live there especially with animals. Llamas, yes. alpacas. I, I am so blessed that I've had the opportunity to visit Peru and I will never forget the experience of the energy and I, I fell in love with the llamas and the alpacas. I, I have pictures of me just hugging them and I just I just loved them but the energy there was so amazing and do you know what struck me was we would go to the different uh, ruins different special places and what the rocks the way they put things together and the beauty it was it was breathtaking I've never seen anything like it it was such a beautiful experience yeah, between the pre-Incas and yes. Inca people, they had their, they built their very ancient and powerful temples. Yes. As I said, between the pre-Incas, Tiahuanacu, in the Sun Island, in the Moon Island, there are still the ancient temples. And Incas, then after they did Machu Picchu, Nazca Lines, you know, the, in the Valle, Sacsayhuaman, there are very, very ancient temples. But there was a reason why they did the temples, because was the connection with the ancient gods, was the place where the people used to pray and heal in those temples. Ah, oh, beautiful. Oh, my goodness. And, Sylvia, uh, one of the things I remember most about Peru was the the coca leaves. I know they are very, very special and sacred. And that is a sacred plant for the inhabitants of the Andes, still held in veneration among the indigenous and mestizo peoples of South America. How do the people use the coca in Peru? Coca, actually, I know it's a very controversial point for people all over the world, but when you go to Peru, I know the first offering they will give you as a welcome to you is the coca tea. 
coca are still used for many things, but for visitors, we offer coca tea. And you know why? Because coca is a very special for people they go up the top of the mountains, no oxygen probably, and coca helps to pump the blood to the head. Oh, wonderful. So then no altitude sickness. But when we understand about the coca, uh, I think you will understand about why people use the coca leaves. The coca leaves is original from South America. Peru, Bolivia, Colombia, we have in the Amazon this plant of coca, the sacred plant of coca. But I know our ancients, they used the coca for food. It was a very good food. Actually, it's very compared with coca and the rest of the ancient foods that we had in Peru. Coca is one of the plants that contains all the vitamins. A, B, C, B12 that we will not find in other food. We compare it with the spinach. Remember papaya? Yes. With one can is strong. We said papaya needs to have coca because coca contains more than three times than the spinach. So it is a very, very good food. Yes. yes. And also coca were used as a medicine. Coca can cure more than 50 illnesses. It's really good for everything. That's why we suggest that people, when they go there, to have a coca tea. Yes. Because it helps the irrigation of the blood to the head. So it's very, very good for heart, you know, irrigate the blood. Yes. 50 illnesses we can cure. Oh, that's amazing. It's really very special leaves. And then in the religious part, we used to offer to all our deities. It's really a sacred leaves, very sacred leaves. The controversial point is that coca being original from South America, in South America we have more than 200 varieties of coca. And between the 200, just three. Three contains the cocaine alkaloid. That's a controversial. Mm -hmm. I know the narco traffic, traffic and power is very big in all over the world. They don't permit it to isolate the ones with and the ones without. Other ways we can go directly to them. You yes. know, yes. people are learning really because having so many varieties of coca. We can be able to use the varieties that doesn't contain the cocaine alkaloids. Mm -hmm. We can use the rest for medicine. We can use for food. They said this will be the new food for humans all over the world. It's really compared with the quinoa, such a inchi, the rest of the ancient foods that we had from our ancients. 
So probably when the people will learn more about the coca, we will be able to take all over the world. Yes, yes. And quinoa is a very powerful nutrition food as well. That's where I first heard about quinoa. I had really had not eaten quinoa, and I fell in love with it, and I eat it all the time since yeah. the eight years ago that I was in Peru. Quinoa, I can yes, see this really very compared with coca. The thing is, nowadays, you are able to, to have quinoa. Mm-hmm. Quinoa is really one of the plants also similar to coca, contains a lot of amino acids, more than 16 amino acids. So it's really similar to the fruits, the vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I know quinoa is one of the plants that is very medicinal. They said will be the plant for the new generation people. Yes. yes. Because when you plant quinoa and you add fertilizer, will not grow. Yeah. And if you oh. plant and no fertilizer, will grow. So that's why they say the quinoa will teach the beings in the earth to don't use fertilizer. Yes. So it will grow very organic. Very organic. So it's really very compared the coca with quinoa. The only thing is the quinoa you are able to use, you can take, and coca we are not permitted because the cocaine. Yes. Now, Sylvia, something else so very fascinating about the coca leaves, which I just thought was so amazing. And you actually are considered an expert at the ancient art of reading coca leaves for divination and healing. Tell us about that. How did you learn to read coca leaves? From your mother? Were, were you taught that, that beautiful gift? Well, I can say it's both. My mother was a healer. My grandmother was a healer. And I used to follow more to my grandmother when she was going, doing healing ceremonies. And uh, probably in that way, I was more connected with the coca. But, you know, many healers, they said, is a gift of the creator. Because I have sisters, family around, and they don't know the coca reading. I am the only one after my grandmother and my mother to do the coca reading. But I think they did a connection of the initiation to connect with the spirit of the coca. And the spirit of the coca is the inner mama. And inner mama is a very, very powerful spirit. I mean, this is the spirit of the coca. Yes. And... If you connect the spirit of the inner mama, probably will tell you everything you want in the medicine. And that's why when I connect this, the inner mama spirit, it comes to me and tells me everything about the other person. Oh, that is so fascinating. So when a, when a person comes to you for a coca leaf reading, what, what should they expect? to happen. What, what is that like for them? 
Coca can tell everything. But the person who comes to me, they need to come with the trust on this, with the faith in this. And then the coca will tell everything. It can say about physical body, spiritual body. It can say about the present life, the future. It really depends how the person is, is, is doing in mm-hmm. the moment. Yes. And it can prevent also the future. It can set. Yes. And it can tell me about if there is something in the physical body or in the spiritual body. It can set. So it helps me to help the people when I connect with the spirit. So it shows me very quickly what I need to do for the person. And sometimes people, when they don't trust it's clear as well. Say you don't trust, so you have to trust in this. The coca is really the inner mama. is really very powerful. So yes. it helps. Ancient people, they had just the coca to know about the others, for medicine, for everything. So coca can tell. And my mother, my grandmother, was the expert doing this. You know, the coca reading, telling the people. So then I think I had the gift to do this. Yes. Oh, that's that's an amazing gift. What what you are able to do for so many and and the readings. So is that, would you say you do, that is the biggest part of your services to others is the readings or... Let's say you also do ceremonies as well, right? Yeah, you know, when I said I matter people where I live is the place where are the healers, the koyas. Koya in Aymara means medicine. So probably since ancients, people there were holding the ancient medicine. Of course, there is a coca leaves between, but it's still the place where the people are using herbs, plants, animals for medicine. The coca can help, of course, but it really depends what the people we can do. Yes. I've been doing and sharing with the people all over the world to do the different kind of ceremonies, you know, for people, healing some sick people sometimes, but the coca will tell me what they need. I've been doing healing for addicted people in drugs or alcohol. I've been doing ceremonies for the ones who are really sick inside, or maybe diseases, cancer, or other disease, because the coca will find. And will tell me what needs the person. Yes. In the session, I can find it with the coca what has the person, and then I can suggest if they can have. If I have here what I can do, I can do. If not, I suggest them to go Peru because there I have all to do the healing. Yes. And I had a lot of people coming Peru, my home. 
to receive this kind of healing because then I have all the everything, yes. you know, to do the medicine. Yes. Like your office. Yes. Um, we're going to break in, in just a moment here for a commercial. Um, I would like to ask you, now something I remember when I was in Peru, we had a, a just a, a beautiful woman was our guide for the two weeks I was there. And a few places that we went, we would do a little bit of a ceremony and she would have each of us eat a coca leaf. What what was the meaning behind that? What when you go to the sacred places, mm -hmm. when you are in those sacred places, there is a lot of energy. And some energy are not good, some are good. You know? So when you go there you have to respect that. And some healers will give you the coca to shield yes. for protection. Oh, okay. Yes. Or if they will give you to you for cleansing. For cleansing. Because there maybe you are holding something yes. no good energy, something no no good. So it's a perfect place where you can clean. Ah. To a cleansing inner to the spiritual body. It really yes. depends. Healers can do in all the ways can use this. Mm -hmm. But if they give you, you have to hold and respect. Yes. They will teach you for what. Yes. I did. I used the coca sometimes for cleansing inside and sometimes to release from the spiritual body because it really can help yes. the coca. Oh, they are just a, a powerful plant, aren't they? Yeah, it's a very powerful Yes. And also, you, if you chew and you swallow, no problem, because you are getting the vitamins of the coca. Mm -hmm. Because it's very, very nutritious. Yeah? Yes. And also, it can if you have coca, actually in Peru, we have a coca flower. And people make it coca candies, coca wine, and many things. Yes. And uh, I know it's good for diabetes. Yes. Osteoporosis, because it contains a lot of calcium. Yes. So people, if they chew, you are having yes. your medicine. Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, I know that the hotels we stayed at carried the coca tea, and I was just, I loved it. I was drinking it every day and just thought it was wonderful. It was just a beyond wonderful trip. Well, everyone, we have to pop out for a commercial, but I will be right back with Sylvia. Thank you, Sylvia. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone. This healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. 
We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I am chatting today. She and she is right here with me. I am so honored and so feel so blessed to have Sylvia Kalaseya Chukwinia. She is a traditional Aymara healer, shaman from Peru, and she is sharing some fascinating information about Peru, coca leaves. It's just her history and her knowledge. It's You just love everything she says. I'm so happy to have you here with us today, Sylvia, in Tacoma, Washington, where she comes and visits us here about once a year. So, Sylvia, we were talking about the coca leaves, and they are used in ceremonies in Peru. Tell us about different ceremonies that you do for people in Peru and in your travels? Well, um, in my home, as I said, we do all kinds of ceremonies. I say sometimes these ceremonies are divided in three, technique, magic, and religious. In the technique, we do ceremonies when the people will build a house. When they start building, when they finish to build, they have to do ceremonies. They have to offer permission to the Mother Earth to build a house. And they have to offer different things, included blood. Llama blood, you know, Mm -hmm. alpaca blood, or the fetus of the animals. Until now, people are still doing that. We do ceremonies when we will plow the land we will sow the land, we will harvest the land. We do ceremonies when the people will have a trip. We do ceremonies when we will be married. For Aymaras, to be married is serious, is ever. There is no divorce. And they have to do ceremonies three months before the wedding and one month after the wedding. And this ceremony leads the people into the marriage forever. Mm-hmm. I say this really starts the life philosophy of these Aymara people. To understand why for these Aymaras to be married is serious, is ever. Yeah. And I've been teaching also this to the people everywhere because it's really important 
this point in the life of the beings, I say. So we have ceremonies for everything. In the magic way, we do ceremonies for all the inaccessible things. The rain, the love, the fleece, sometimes no rain, we have to offer ceremonies for the water. So, for the inaccessible things. And in the religious part, we do ceremonies for all our deities. Remember I said we are pantheists and we offer to all our gods. And until now, every person, every family or every community, they have their own gods and they do ceremonies for them. Of course, we do syncretism and you know what means to mix the beliefs, mm -hmm. but also people are still with their ancient belief. Yes. And we do ceremonies for the medicine. The use of the herbs, the plants, the animals. Actually, in some places where I visit, I can do some of these ceremonies, you know, using the herbs, the plants, or the animals. And some people, some places I can't take the animals, you know, I have, they have to go Peru. And for example, the use of the, uh, the guinea pig. I know here, guinea pig, you have as a pet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in my home place, the guinea pig, we eat the meat of the guinea pig. It's very good meat. But also the wild guinea pig we use for medicine. Oh. It's a very, very special medicine. So the healers, we use three guinea pigs. First guinea pig, you have to sleep with the guinea pig with a special ceremony, alive. Next day, we take the guinea pig, kill the guinea pig, open the body, and we will see in the guinea pig what you have in your body. It works as an X-ray. Wow. You know what is the X-ray yes. in the medicines. Yes. It shows in the guinea pig. Second guinea pig we put again on your body in the part we find the we found the ill. You sleep again with the guinea pig with a special ceremony. Yes. Next day we take the guinea pig, kill the guinea pig, open the body, and we will see the ill transplanted to the guinea pig. It really works. Wow. You know? Yes. And the last one we put again the guinea pig on your body. This does as a last cleansing. And this one we don't kill. We take to the top of the mountain to steal a life. Yes. And run away. Yes. And that's doing the last cleansing. Wow. And with this ceremony people can be healed. And they are. Yes. Between this is really the faith, the trust, the belief, and really works. Yes. So, yes. lots of animals, as cormoran, we use. Yes. As we also use uh, eggs to cleanse the, the bird eggs. Yes, yes. So, people are still with this kind of medicine. Yes. Ancient medicine. And Yes. And you're so connected to Mother Earth and the animals. Um, you, you receive a lot of messages and communication through the animals as well, don't you? Yes. 
the condor, mm. the puma, and the snake. Yes. Ancient people, they represented the, the three worlds. So there was a reason why the connection with these animals, the yes. power of these animals, the wisdoms of these animals. Yes. Is really important. Mm-hmm. Of course, the scientific side they said was for ignorance, but imagine our ancients were not ignorant. Probably they did a huge search to understand how there is upper world, this world, and underworld. Yes, yes. It was very important for them. It's it's so amazing and so powerful. I just when I went home from Peru, I just was so in awe of of the connection there with you know mama earth and and the, the animals and the, and I fell in love with the children the children were beautiful I just fell in love with it oh well tell me Sylvia you also are the curator of the coca leaf and costumes museum in Puno Peru, tell us about that, please. Yeah. When I started understanding about why ancient people use coca leaves and why until now we are still using coca leaves, I, with my family we started seeking about the history of the coca. And this is about 16... 17 years ago, when I started trying to seek about the coca. Together, my husband, my my children, we went many places in South America to learn about that. Of course, in all South America, the the people are still using the coca, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially in my home place. And then I started, because I work as a guide as well, you know, and... People were asking, why coca? You offer coca to the visitors for the altitude sickness, so why coca? And I started seeking about that. And then I decided to have the museum. And um, at the beginning, the museum was in the rented place. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. And... Um, it was really very well known, becoming very special for visitors because people, they want to learn about the coca. They want to know what is really the coca. Yes. There is, between these, a lot of histories before the Spaniards, before the Incas, and then nowadays, you know. Yes. Of course, it's a controversial because the cocaine probably, but the coca will was really a very special and people are still using. And then we decided to put the museum. And after there was a rented place, then together my family, we found a place where we built the museum. That's why I started being in many places to have the money to build this. I received the help from some people in America, in other places, to build the museum because I really wanted this for people because oh, I outside that. people, they can know about the coca. Yes, 
Yes. So now we have in our own place, but we will be still doing there more because we want this as a healing center. Yes. People, they want to come, they can come and stay there mm-hmm. and learn more about the healing there because there is a place where the people can learn about the healing. Yes. Connect with the healers there because we have a lot of healers there who can teach the people. Yes. And so the project is that to to do more for the visitors. Yes. So it will not only be the museum where they can learn information and history, but they can also learn healing and be healed and have it be a healing center. That is beautiful. It will be as a healing place for the people for healers from all over the world, they come to Peru. They can go there and stay there, join to the healers there. Yes. So oh, we can do us a sharing with the people. That is exciting. And also, I understand, Sylvia, that uh, you are also a tour guide and you take people to sacred places. Uh so how would they go about doing that? Is there a, a tour person that you would send them to, or is that something they can get information from from you on your website and through emailing you? How, how yeah, actually fun? being in many places all over the world, and people, they want to go to Peru. Yes. And I said they can go in the, in the spiritual way in the spiritual path as our ancients step in the sacred places so I've been having group of people going there and uh, because I am a guide and I can guide them and I have for the next year a group of Americans and I have also from Europe and I had also from Australia a group of people so you can, they can connect to the homepage of the COCA and find if they want to join to this Excellent. Group. Yeah. Excellent. So and on the healing way, yes. of course, learning, joining to the healers there. Yes. And, uh, and step in the sacred places as well. Yes. So with the information that we have on the show page, people can... Can find find you, and you can not only they can get information. You can help them with planning their visit mm-hmm. and set up tours. Oh, that's excellent! Excellent. I just I recommend to everyone to check that out. If if going to Peru is something on your bucket list, something that you've been wanting to do, I'm I think that's fantastic that you have that for them and can help them with that. Are there, what would you say would be your highest recommendations to the listeners coming to Peru of where you would tell them to, to seek what areas and what activities, anything you'd like to share about that? Well, I know in Peru, when the people decide to go to Peru, they want to go to see Machu Picchu. Yeah. But Besides that, there are more sacred places. 
Of course, they can visit Machu Picchu, but I take more to the sacred temples where ancient people had for cleansing, for releasing, you know, or receive the power of those places. And then Cusco, around Cusco, then Lake Titicaca, the top of the mountain, the islands, the lake is really very powerful place. And there are also sacred ancient places there. Visit that. And I suggest people, some people to go to the to the Condors, Colca Canyon, Arequipa. Oh, that's sounds And then some people I suggested to go to the Nazca Lines. So in the program there will be people that they yes. can go if they want, they can do two or three places and they can do extensions to go Nazca Line, to go Colca Canyon, and also visit around Lima. Around Lima, we have actually a very special places as yes. well. One of my most precious pictures from my trip to Peru, we were at a, a special place and up on the mountains in the rocks, it was carved out like a condor. And it was just beautiful. Just it was amazing the sights that we saw in Peru. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they carved that, would they would that have been a special mean, meaning? There was a was reason it? why they did. Yeah. yeah. The condor, the puma, everywhere in the Inca side you can find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's that's very true that you mentioned most people just think Machu Picchu, but oh my gosh, I you know, personally seeing some of these other places we went to, those are a big benefit to going down there and and the architecture was amazing, the people were amazing. So with some of these tours, do you do any tours with people or are you just set them up with Fantastic tour guides. If they want, they can come to me with, um, they can write me an email Mm -hmm. and I can be the guide for them. All Peru. Like a special request. Yes. Yes. I can be. Ah. And when there's the organization of the group and they join to the group and I guide them. Yes. Yes. Sacred places and of course I join them with other healers. So healers are helping there. So it's, it's really the spiritual path to go mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is so amazing. Now, Sylvia, as far as the U.S. goes, how how much of the year are you in the U.S.? Do you go anywhere other than the Tacoma area, Tacoma, Seattle, which is where you are right now? Yeah, I've been coming here once a year, but also I, I've been in other places, I I have a program sometimes for for a year to be in New York. I was in Missouri, Kansas City. Probably next year I'm going also to Oregon, Portland. Oh, excellent. Every year. Then also, of course, outside these other places as Holland. Next September I'm going to Holland, Belgium, part of Germany. Oh my gosh, that's going to be fascinating. And then other places. Yes. In Japan, they say for the next yes. year, probably. What prompted you, Sylvia, to 
go outside of Peru with your teaching and ceremonies and your coca leaf readings doing that what prompted you to to go outside of peru to share with all of us which we are so blessed well when i when i started sharing this to the people from outside at the beginning i used to uh said it's outside it's far i can't go but I said sometimes it's the prediction of my grandmother because my grandmother used to tell me mostly people there we, we used to do all closed you know, mm-hmm. the healing all closed but I used to ask my grandmother why you do that and you don't tell anybody that you do and she used to tell me there will be one day when you are going all over the world with this. And yes, suddenly I started traveling all over the world, teaching this. There must be a reason. Yes. Because people all over the world nowadays are doing as a awakening for learning ancient wisdoms. Yes. And this is, you know. Do you... I've been traveling all over the world. I don't know how, I don't know why, oh. but I've been teaching all over the world. Oh. the wisdoms of the Aymaras. Making such a difference in the world. Do you do you see that the world is having an awakening? What do you see there? Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, they say this is the women time. And I know everywhere people are doing. Yes. And back into the natural things. Yes. Natural food, organic food, healthy yes. food. You know, yes. and especially spirituality. Yeah. Everywhere people are now seeking love. Where is the love? Where I can find love? Mm-hmm. How I can find love? So everywhere are doing as awakening. Yes, I love that. So, would you say there's more women shamans than men? Or is it pretty much both women and men equally? You know, I can just see before there were more men. Uh-huh. Everywhere men. They think that men were the healers, no women. But since our ancients, women were really the really healers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they say this is the time of the women. So we have just to move and learn about the women so we are really the healers it's the time of the women I mean it's the feminine time because men also carries feminine energy so we have yes to activate this energy and then we will change the world so activate that energy so with just a few more minutes left in the show today Sylvia what last words or inspiration would you like to share with the listeners you know, I just want to say to the people in the world to learn and seek about the ancient traditions because everywhere, all over the world, we had, and some people they are forgetting, 
Some people, they are losing. So we have to remember ancient traditions, and these are the best. Yes. In all over the world, I think. Yes. Because ancient people, they were more connected, probably. Mm. And the traditions were similar. Yes. So we have yes to go back into our ancient time yeah. and try to remember and use that. Yes. Oh, I love that. Because with going back and, and awakening those connections, we can really make a change in our lives and those around us, can't we? Because the busy world is kind of, you know, we've forgotten things. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, I, I just have to share with everyone, I have had the honor of spending time with Sylvia, having coca leaf readings, experiencing her. I highly recommend that that you, you find a time and, and meet with her. And you can check her schedule for travels in the U.S., on her website, which is on the show page. And if you're looking to go to Peru, oh my gosh, to be able to be, you know, connected with Sylvia with that, what a difference that that could make with your very special trip. And a, a big thank you to all my listeners out there around the world. My heart is full of gratitude. The, you know, without you, the the show wouldn't be the success it is. And I'm just so thrilled and thankful to have you. And Sylvia, I'm just so thrilled and thankful thankful to have you with us today. And, and here in Tacoma, sitting mm. in my office. It's just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paula. Oh, you're so welcome. So goodbye, everyone. And also, I would like to share with everyone, please check out, I have a brand new website, Paula V Network. Check it out. It's a lot of fun, as well as my wellness inspired. So thank you so much, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, Sylvia. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning into For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.